Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to episode 245 of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today reached out to Corey to help her because her ex-husband was diagnosed with a soft tissue mass on the stem of his brain, which was inoperable. Since that time, she has helped others with various ailments and is with us to tell us her story. And joining us from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada is Leona Perrier. Leona, thanks for doing this. Oh, you bet. Glad to be here. Tell us the story of your ex-husband and the mass on his brainstem. Okay, um, I think it was in 2016, and he had come home from work from Alberta. We were living in Ontario at the time, and um, he wasn't feeling good, and he went to the doctor. Um, it was something it was something about his neck and his shoulders. He just wasn't feeling good. So anyway, they did a CAT scan on him, and they realized that he had a soft tissue mass on the stem of his brain. But they didn't know what it was. They just knew, you know, that they had to do another CAT scan, but they couldn't go in there because it was in a place where they couldn't get at. And uh, so they sent us home, and we were worried sick, of course. We didn't know what to do, where to go. Um, I never heard of cannabis. I never heard of Corey. But I reached out on social media and told a few friends what was going on. And I had another friend call me and she said, have you ever heard of Corey Yellen? And I said, no, why would I? They said, well, it's the cannabis treatment. And I said, well, what's cannabis? So she told me all about it. She put me on to Corey. I got a hold of Corey and she was unbelievable. I don't know what we would have done without her. And she pointed us in the right direction, and I went from there, and I started learning more and more about cannabis and uh, making the oil and the cream and edibles. Yeah, and then he went back for another CAT scan six months later, and nothing happened. It didn't get bigger. It didn't get smaller. They just said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And that was in 2016, and today he's healthy he had arthritis. He couldn't even close his hands. He couldn't make a fist. And he's had no arthritis since. His knees were really bad. His walking was terrible. And so far, so good. Today, he seems healthier than he ever was. How old was your ex-husband? Uh, at the time, he was 67. Okay. Yes, and he's 70 now. Now, when, he, when you first suggested cannabis to him, what was his response? Oh, instant. Anything. Try anything once. Another thing as well, sorry uh, to cut that one off, he has tinnitus. Mm -hmm. And they were checking for the tinnitus as well, trying to see what was causing the ringing in his ears. And then they discovered that soft tissue mass then. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the cannabis didn't do anything for the ringing in the ears as of right now that I know of. But uh, everything else, the arthritis, the soft tissue mass, his knees, everything, he's 
working again, I guess. You know, he's out, he's a builder by hobby, building houses. He's renovating, he's healthy, he's doing wonderful. Now, did you put him on oil? Yep, he went on oil first. Okay. And he's still taking the oil as far as I know today. Right, so when um, when you put him on oil first, how many times a day was he taking it? Uh, just at first at night to okay. see how react to it and he slept like a log he didn't move he slept all night and then um he started with the edibles uh, having a cookie and the oil but that was it he's he only took it at night and then uh when he got onto the cookies uh he started taking them in the evening like uh, right after supper mm-hmm. yeah but he did wonderful with it and my son today tells us that he's doing great. He's healthy, he's moving great, no arthritis. What about your son? Does your son take any uh, cannabis at all? No, he doesn't. But you know, Ian, he sure wishes he could because um, he's had, uh, he is legally blind, of course, but that's from ocular albinism. And he was born that way. But um, he had endocarditis where um, a bacteria got into his blood and it affected his heart. And he had two major strokes. He had to learn how to walk and talk again. He's on blood thinners for the rest of his life, which he is detesting. Uh, He's on heart medication. He's got two mechanical heart valves. And he says, Mom, I wish I could be taking the cannabis. And, like, I don't know if he can or not, but I don't want to be the one to take heart medication and something go wrong yeah so i don't know where to go with that yeah that's a that's a difficult one that's a difficult one yes and i have talked to Corey about it and she had said the same thing like that is a a hard choice right there yeah i know a woman uh here who is blind she's been blind since birth and she tried cannabis once and she said she thinks she might be allergic to it because she woke up and her eyes were swollen and but she she's very interested in in trying it and uh, she was blind because she was born two months premature and she was in an oxygen tent and they gave her too much oxygen oh yeah and uh so yeah it's uh, and as Corey has mentioned many many times on this program everybody's different everybody has a different system so what works for one may not work for another exactly but to get him off the blood thinners, like he's on, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of that blood thinner? Warfarin? It's a real warfarin, yes. And um, he did a lot of research on that, and he says, Mom, I wish I could get off of that. Mm-hmm. But cannabis is a blood thinner as well, so you, you need to be very careful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one. When did you first notice a difference in your husband when uh, he started on oil? <laughs> The next day. Oh, really? With the arthritis. And we didn't even give it to him for the arthritis. We weren't even thinking that. It was just for the, the mass on his brain. Right. And the next day he woke up and he said he's moving his hands and he says, oh, my God. He said, this is working for my hands, which we didn't even know that would happen. Because I knew nothing about cannabis, just the little bit that I was researching. And with your help in that, that was all I knew. So it just kept escalating and his knees, he said, like he's walking better. 
he didn't have to take him five minutes to get out of bed, and we were amazed. Leona, maybe he'll get down on his knees and propose to you again. Not likely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When, when, what's that? That's a thing of the past. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we all have one of those pasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't we, Ian? I have more than one. <laughs> I hope I only have one. <laughs> <laughs> Leona, when you first got into this, you said you knew nothing about cannabis, but you went into this whole hog, didn't you? Oh, 100%. There was no turning back, and I was going to find out as much as I could. And I did a lot of research. Yeah, you did a lot of research. Are you taking it yourself? No. No, I've never done it. Uh, But when I make the cookies, I get high as a kite for probably (laughs) three or four hours. I have to go lay down. Okay, so essentially you have done it then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess I have. <laughs> That's what you get for eating that dough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you really did embrace it whole hog because, I mean, you went from knowing nothing about it to researching it to become, becoming a baker, creating yep. creams. You know, yep. that's, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. And I enjoy it because I know it's helping people. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Tell us the story about your sister-in-law and her breast cancer. Oh, boy. That yeah. was a... Beautiful Darlene. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. We loved her to pieces. Um, well, she called me one day and said, I have some bad news for you. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't do any more of this. She said, um, I have breast cancer. She said it's uh, metastasized. Uh, no, it, it's not metastasized. And it's just in the one breast and one lymph node. And uh, they seem that they can do a you know, mastectomy and get it all and I'll be okay. So a couple of weeks later, I was in Ontario. I flew out to Alberta to be with her for her first uh, checkup with the, uh, to go see um, the surgeon. And when we got into the surgeon's office, we're sitting there and she's reading over the paper and she says, "Um, Darlene, how much do you know about this breast cancer? what you have. She says, well, she, the story, what I just told you, you know, it's in the one breast it's contained and one lymph node. She said, who's telling you all of this? And she said, well, that's what my, the doctor was telling me, you know, was reading the charts and the girls at the office that were doing the PET scan. And she says, no, the girls at the office can't tell you any of that stuff. And she says, where, where would you get this? And she said, well, it had to be from the doctor. Like, I, I really don't remember. And it was only a couple of weeks. So anyway, she proceeded to tell Darlene that uh, it has metastasized to the bones. So, of course, we were freaking out over that again. And back to Corey, we went. And we got her put on the cannabis right away. And like the doses that we were told, and we did that diligently. And Darlene was feeling great. She wasn't losing weight. She was eating great. She was sleeping great. She was feeling good and hopeful because now, you know, she was, her bones weren't hurting like they used to. And But all of a sudden, after several months, we went to an oncology test for her and the the oncologist had convinced her for some reason to do chemo. And Darlene is one person that you're not going to sway her. She was never going to take chemo. 
So my son, Nick, says, Mom, it sounds like she was hypnotized. I said, Nick, there's something to that. I don't know what this doctor did to her, but she came out of that room so different. So anyway, she went and started the chemo. And I said, Darlene, the cannabis is not going to help you much if you're taking chemo because you're killing all your good cells with this chemo. And like it's like we're throwing the cannabis in the garbage. But for some reason, she had to keep doing it, and it wasn't long after that she went downhill really quick. Yeah, she did. We, we Skyped a lot, yes. the three of us, a lot. And, uh, yeah, the change once she started chemo, yes. it was like somebody pulled the plug. And, uh, yes. yeah, it was very, very tragic. It was. It was. We were horrified. Yeah, we just watched her disintegrate. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty emotional. Yes, yeah. yeah. They were so good to her. My gosh, we'll never, ever forget it. It's interesting what you said about uh, her going into the oncologist, and the oncologist, um, as your son referred to, almost hypnotized her. Yeah. And I think, you know, what happens is that uh, people who are in those dire situations are very vulnerable to suggestion particularly from a doctor. Yes. And some people can resist it and others accept it. And right. unfortunately, your sister Darlene accepted it. And sister-in-law. Yeah. Sister-in-law, pardon me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, accepted it, and she went downhill fast. Even yeah. though she was doing, uh, as you say, extremely well on the cannabis. Yeah, and she was adamant. I remember at the beginning, yeah. she was absolutely adamant that there was no way that chemotherapy was in her future. In fact, I remember when Leona... Skyped with me and told me that she had decided to do chemo. I was floored. You wow. were. Sh- I was absolutely yeah. stunned. Mm-hmm. So were we. Well, I was devastated because I knew that was the end. Yeah, yeah. But then again, it's a personal choice, right? So yeah. it was a yeah. it was a real tough one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thanks to you and talking with me a lot, um, I had to shut my mouth because I was really going to try to convince her not to do it. And like you said, it's a personal choice and you got to let her do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to leave her alone. But she knew that she knew by the look on my face that this is not good. And then we started taking her for chelation treatments on top of the cannabis before chemo. And the like, we couldn't believe her. She was glowing all the time. Yeah, was she getting rid of the poisons in her system? Yeah, and then we put they put it right back into her. Yeah, tragic, sad story. Yeah. yeah, it is very sad. Yeah, she was our guardian angel. Leona, tell me some of the other stories about people that you've helped with uh, your edibles, your oil, your creams, and things like that. Oh, wow. Uh, well, my brother, as a matter of fact, has uh, had sleeping problems and COPD, and arthritis really bad in his knees. And uh, he's been sleeping great. I'm, I've been making the cookies for him. He sleeps great. He puts the cream on his knees and behind his knees. And um, his COPD, like he still has trouble breathing, but not as bad as what he should be. Is he doing oil? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's doing oil, but he'll go back and forth. He'll do the oil a bit and then he'll do the cookies. Mm, maybe he needs something stronger. Maybe what he needs to be doing is the oil on a continual basis because the oil can be uh, really quite effective with COPD. So my sense is that he's probably not doing enough. Okay. 
Um, even right. if he, you could get him on that two or three times a day, um, I I expect he's working. Uh, no, he's retired. Retired. Okay, because he could always do suppositories in the day so that he's not getting high. Right. And then just do, do the oil orally at night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm writing that down as we're speaking, because uh, that would be great. Because he's such an up and up, you know, upbeat all the time. And now you can see it taking its toll on him. The COPD. Yeah, the COPD, yeah. 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 But, but the that, arthritis is managed? Oh, gosh, yes, very well. He's doing incredible. And as a matter of fact, another friend of his um, from the same town, he's a mechanic, and he has his own business. His arthritis was so bad in his hands, he was... He was in pain all the time. He had to quit work for three months. And then this one day, uh, my brother had told him about the cream that I was making. And my brother never had much cream left, but he gave him a jar of it and he tried it. And in two days, he's back to work. And he says, he calls me a miracle child. I said, no, it's not me. It's the cream. Because he cannot believe it. And he is telling everybody about it. That's an interesting story because... um... I have a friend who has really, really bad uh, arthritis, and to watch mm-hmm. him get in and out of a car is painful to mm-hmm. see. But he's one of those people who will do everything his doctor tells him. And how's that going for him? Uh, it's yeah. not going well. But right. I thought one day I just might give him some cream and uh, have him try it to see if it works. Well, right. cream's a good starting point, too, don't you think, Darlene, for somebody who, or Darlene, see, now I'm thinking about Darlene, don't you think, Leona, that cream's it's, a good starting point for somebody who's maybe a little apprehensive about cannabis? Definitely. That's how I got Pauline started. My sister. Yeah. Right. Uh, with the cream. Yeah, it's, uh, as you mentioned, it's a good starting point. Maybe I'll, yeah. try, maybe I'll try that, Leona, and see what happens. Yeah, what I tell people, if it doesn't work... It won't hurt you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because uh, people in the beginning are like, oh, I can't be doing that. That's drugs. What? I said, what the doctor has given you is poison. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's going to hurt you. If it don't help you, it won't hurt you. you Yeah. Yeah. But we use the cream for everything, like for moles, uh, skin tags. Like I use that for everything. So you're, you're a user. Uh, yeah, the cream I am. <laughs> yeah, so there you are. Yeah, yeah, you're right into it. Yeah, but if I had to smoke it or take the oil or anything, I would 100% do it. Now, with, yeah. with skin tags and uh, moles, you say it works extremely well. It did. I had a mole on my left shoulder, and it was big and black. Mm-hmm. And I was I used that for about three months on it, and it's not even there anymore. So you would apply it just at night or something? Oh, all day long. Every time I got a chance, I put it on. Mm. Yeah. And then the skin tags, it looked like I had a necklace with skin tags, and they're just about all gone. How long has that taken? Um, I've been doing that for maybe four or five months, mm. but I had a lot of them. Mm. Yeah. Leona, how do you feel about what you do in uh, providing relief for other people? Oh, boy. I feel like 
the best thing in the world happened to me. Mm. Knowing this and knowing I can help other people, you know, seeing what Corey has done, it's like I want to be that person like her. Mm-hmm. Like I really want to keep passing it on, and that's why I'm learning more and learning to make different things and just hoping other people will catch on and help others. Corey, I don't think I've ever asked you this question. How do you feel about what you've done to help uh, thousands of people around the world? I'm overwhelmed. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful beyond belief that I've been able to help people and uh, that they've actually shared their stories with me um, and their lives with me because you become a part of their lives when... Mm -hmm when you work with them and when you see that you've actually changed somebody's life or saved somebody's life, there's, yeah. how, how do you even put that into words, you know? Mm-hmm. And wh- when I have somebody like Leona who pays it forward, mm-hmm. that's, all, that's all I ask is, you know, when, when this has worked for you, tell somebody because you may just save somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and when uh, someone like yourself, Leona, helps someone with an ailment or with a life-threatening disease, and you save them, it changes you as well, doesn't it? It certainly does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It certainly does. Yeah. It makes it, it puts life in a perspective. Yeah, I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I was in commercial radio and and interviewed Corey, we uh, did an hour on this, taking calls from from listeners, and it was that one woman in Ontario who sent us the email, and I read... uh, You actually got the email while we were on the the air. I got the email while we were on the air, and I didn't have a chance to pre-read it, so I read it um, live, and uh, she was telling us how she came across our interview and her daughter was in uh, serious condition in hospital oh she was in the intensive care unit she was sitting with her daughter in the intensive care unit yeah and she eventually got her daughter on cannabis and saved her life and uh she thanked us and it was very difficult for me not to uh hold back the tears that were welling up because uh you know when you when someone says you've saved their life Mm-hmm. Uh, that has a profound impact on you yeah. as a person. Yeah, she was 28, I think. Tw- yeah. 28 years old, colon cancer. Yeah. Oh. And boy, does that, uh, it gives you a different perspective on life, and you hear about other people bitching and complaining about some of their, what they consider to be serious um, problems, which aren't serious at all. Right. And, uh, you know, you develop a community in this regard. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, very much which so. Which is what Corey has done. She's developed a yep. community of people who uh, she has helped and who've helped other people, and it builds upon itself. And I think that's the fascinating thing about what Corey has done and what we are trying to accomplish here in Cannabis Health Radio. And uh, I think, you know, stories like yours, Leona, helping your ex-husband and your sister-in-law and others, I mean, it's really inspiring to other people who think, well, you know, I don't necessarily agree with cannabis, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot. And then 
they become converts, <laughs> as I have when, yeah. when Corey introduced me to it. Yeah. <laughs> Leona, when was your first aha moment when you tr- first tried the cannabis oil? Um, I think the first, you mean for me when I... Well, just when you, in the world of cannabis, when you sort of, the first time you maybe went, aha, wow, this really does work. Uh, the first time was when I had spoke to you and you were telling me some stories and I thought, well, she can't be making that up. So we're I'm a shitty have- liar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that up. I thought there's no way this one human being could be making up these kind of stories. Mm-hmm. And that first morning when my ex woke up and he his hands were good, I knew then. I knew right then and there, I thought, because he'd be the first one to say, well, that don't work. <laughs> and, uh-huh, we got this. Yeah. We are on the right track. But then it was just learning the dosage and how much and what to take and you know, of course, there's an awful lot to it. It it didn't come overnight, but I knew that first morning when he said his hands were be- were so much better. He said I can make a fist, and I thought we got it. Just have now, to fine tune it. Yes, is just to keep researching it and learning more about it and how much more to give you. Now, Leona, you make uh, the cream and you do edibles. How do you make the oil as well? Uh, I only made the oil once, and I don't think I did a very good job on it, and it was way back in 2016 Mm -hmm. with the Rick Simpson video. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so now I I just purchase it. Take us through the process you use to make edibles. Edibles? Oh, um... One First, cup of flour. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I make carrot cookies. And okay. with carrot cookies, uh, first I carbolate, decarbolate. Decarboxylate. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I do that first with the weed. Can you explain to listeners what decarboxylate is? Okay. Um, I put the weed on a cookie sheet spread it out in the oven for 20 minutes at what temperature uh two i think it's 220 okay and uh i let that go for about 20 minutes then i take it out and i put it in a pepper grinder and i grind it down um then i put in i make all the ingredients for the carrot cookies uh i but first of all sorry i better back up i make the butter first the, How do you do that? Butter. Oh, my gosh. I got the recipe written down, uh, and I don't have it with me. That's okay. Just just uh, brief outline of how you do it. Okay. Um, I put it in, I, after I decarbolate that word. Decarboxylate. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I do it in the pepper grinder. Um, I put it in with a pound of butter to one cup of the weed, and I put it in a slow cooker for 24 hours. Okay. And I and I let that go for 24 hours, and then I have the straining cloth, the cheesecloth, um, and I uh, get all the butter out, and then I throw away the scraps from the weed, and then I let it solidify in the fridge for about 12 hours until it hardens, and so there's my butter. 
And then when I make the carrot cookies, it also calls for Crisco butter shortening. So I just use half of that and half the cannabis butter. And then the rest of the ingredients for the carrot cookies. And then I make the carrot cookies as normal. So for, for one dose, because often edibles are super, super strong, for one dose, what do you suggest when people are starting out? One cookie. One cookie. My brother has been doing it now for a year or more, and one cookie most of the time does the job. The majority, Every now and then he'll say, well, I had to take a half of another cookie, or, but it's rare. How long does it take to kick in? Uh, probably a half hour. Hmm. Now, when you're making this, does your place smell of cannabis? Uh, for about the first two or three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's why I get stoned. And <laughs> 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 But when I do it in the slow cooker, I used to have a cabana, and I would do it out in the cabana and leave it out there overnight. Mm-hmm. So now I do it at my brother's place, and uh, we do it in his garage, and we let the neighbors get stoned. good for you leona yeah and i'll continue on and i'll do as much as i can you know whoever needs the help i've got no trouble passing it on that's fantastic yeah leona is your husband and your sister-in-law are those the two most dramatic cases that you've dealt with or have you dealt with some others that you uh so so far, they're the two hardest. Yeah. Yeah, the rest are more for arthritis and little ailments and and for Ethan, my uh, nephew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, and the, you're the arthritis queen. I, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make the cream? Um, actually, that's an easier one. Uh, I decarb you, say that word again. Decarboxylate. Decarboxylate the weed first at the same temperature, the same time. And then I take that out of the oven and I have, uh, I melt the coconut, the coconut, which I just purchased at um, Costco, the big tubs of it. I put a cup of that to a cup of the weed and uh, I put in vitamin E oil. And then once I have that all, uh, and then I strain that, of course, mm-hmm. and then throw away the the fixings yeah, from the, the plant wood. matter yeah and then i put in the wax the beeswax and okay. i melt that together and then i let i put it all in the little jars and then i let that solidify and that takes about 24 hours and there's my cream ta-da, and it looks yeah and it looks like the stuff that i saw on the videos and it seems to be helping people and you can eat it as well. Yeah. And if you have canker sores, you can. Put, I gave that to people for canker sores, and they've all said it worked. That's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible stuff. You've got yourself a new career. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sure hope it'll help many, many people. Leona, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, anything you'd like to say in conclusion? I'm just so happy to have met you and Corey and... I'm going to keep it going as long as I can. And if I need any more help, I know who I'm calling. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Leona. Leona, thank you so much, honey. Uh, anytime. You guys ever need me, you just call. Take good care. Okay. 
We'd like to thank our producer, Ron Zarr, for producing this podcast and uh, allowing us to use his studios to record it. We very much appreciate what Ron has done for Cannabis Health Radio. And once again, we'd like to thank him. Thank you so much, Ron. Much appreciated. That's another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. We'll be back with episode 246 next week. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.